Hey guys, welcome back to season two of Novel Culture. Here in episode two, we will be talking to Aspen Black, a paranormal romance author who has written 11 books. Today, we will be talking about two of her series in particular, her Dark Shifters Universe series and her Ghost Stud series. Like last season, we conducted this interview via Zoom, so bear with us if there are places the audio skips a bit. I did my best to cut out as much as possible, however, there were a couple places where it was impossible to cut out and still understand what Aspen was saying. We are going to jump right into this interview. I hope you enjoy the show. The very first question I have for you is, I don't want to dive too deep into your personal life, but if you could tell me a little bit about your background, where you grew up, a little bit about your family growing up, um, or your family now, and just kind of the culture that you grew up in and around. Sure. Um, I grew up in Colorado. Uh, I have a big brother and a little brother. Uh, My dad is no longer with us and my mom is in long-term care um that's about it to be honest (laughs) all right and so the area that you grew up in in Colorado was it a kind of diverse area or was it um like less diverse with only like a certain type of people around um I'll be honest growing up it was not very diverse at all now When I visit back there, it's very diverse, but when I was growing up, not at all. Okay. Were you exposed to other cultures at all growing up? And if not, at what point in your life did you start becoming exposed to other types of cultures? Um, When I moved to Arizona in the middle of high school, um, I was exposed to different cultures and it was a culture shock to be completely honest with you. Um, I did a lot of growing up. Awesome. Uh, When you were younger, did you have any interest in cultures or in mythologies? Mythology was one of my favorite things. What types of mythologies were you interested in growing up? Mostly the Greek mythology. Um, It was just, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way too, just kind of hit something within me. Awesome. And then has that changed as you've gotten older? Have you decided to kind of explore other mythologies or just kind of stuck with Greek mythology? You know, I took a college class on different mythologies around the world and Greek is still my favorite. Awesome. Is there something about your past that really influences the way that you write your stories? Um. I'm, I don't know how to describe this. I was always the awkward one in my groups Mm -hmm. and usually on the outside of any kind of activity. So that does influence my writing because my characters are flawed. They're Mm -hmm. not perfect. And that's what I like writing about is that they have these issues and they have to work to try to overcome them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. So we're going to switch over a little bit from your background and talk about pop culture. So my first question about pop culture is what kind of books, movies, and TV shows were you drawn to growing up? 
Oh gosh, I'm still one of these folks who watches cartoons. <laughs> I'll probably always watch cartoons. Um, it's just something that always is a comfort thing. So always cartoons for me. Um, music. I really like anything that'll that makes me want to move. Mm-hmm. So I will listen to anything that makes me move. <laughs> How about books and movies? Um, books. Oh, gosh. I can't even begin to tell you my favorite books because there's just so many. <laughs> Mostly paranormal um, or urban fantasy. I have a hard time reading contemporary because I want to get out of my head and out of the world when I read. Mm-hmm. For movies, um, I like comedies and anything Marvel, to be honest with you. Fair. Was this uh, the same when you were younger? Were you drawn to like supernatural type things as well? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I know growing up, I was obsessed with, even when in my cartoons, you could see it. I loved like... Um, scooby-doo and transformers and gargoyles and like i just loved anything that was different and felt like it wasn't part of the real world and kind of took me to a different place and i'm still like that today so i definitely understand that that's awesome is there a specific show movie or book from your childhood or teen years that kind of sticks with you when you're creating your own stories when I'm creating my own stories, um, Elf Stones of Shannara mm-hmm. was my first real big fantasy book that I read as a child. So I like to always think about that book when I'm writing mm-hmm. and how it used to make me feel. And I kind of try to draw that when I'm writing so that I can get that supernatural or magic feeling. Awesome. Does music play a role in your writing? Not so much. Like my best friend, she has songs for each character. For me, it's more, does the song fit the scene? Like, is there a fight scene? Is there a love scene? I can make a playlist with that. But if it's like for an in particular character, not really. Awesome. Uh, do you make any kind of playlists or is there a difference in the type of music that you listen to when you're writing? I have a writing playlist on my Amazon music, but it's like 250 songs all just <laughs> shuffled together. Okay. All right, so I want to shift gears and talk specifically about a couple of your books before we get to my general questions at the end. So what I want to talk about first is the Dark Shifter universe, mostly because I am absolutely obsessed with Shrouded in the Dark, and it is one of my favorite books that I have read this year. So I only have a happy. <laughs> I only have a couple questions about it in particular, but... Um, There's uh, some references to it again at the end as well. So the first question I have is what inspired you to write Shrouded in the Dark? 
I really wanted to write about a character who had some disabilities like me. I have anxiety like Becca and the same thing with her not being able to see in the dark. I can't really see in the dark very well either, um, but the anxiety was the big thing. And then I also wanted to write about my family's cabin up in Tavernash mm-hmm. and it kind of just went from there. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about Becca as a character um, and how you really wanted to write a story about a character with anxiety and vision impairment. So my question then is, was it easy or hard for you to kind of build the character that you did build? And why did you decide to make her a plus size character? It was actually really easy. I love Becca. Like she's just, she's me is what I like to say because like all her mannerisms are my mannerisms um, and she's plus size because I'm plus size and there's not a lot of plus size books out there that I've been able to find that are like this Mm -hmm. so I wanted to write that book awesome so this book is a standalone book that is going to end up being part of a series at least that's what it says and with your the next book in the series coming out soon um we can tell it's going to be part of a series but did you always plan to make it part of a larger series or had it been did you mean for it to be a true standalone originally I meant to have it be a true standalone to be completely honest with you but as I was writing Felicity really needed her story told Mm-hmm. so and then as I'm writing Felicity's story with uh, Jen another character came into play and so it's like okay well we're going to continue this and we're building on this world awesome um, do you have any sort of plan about how many books you want the series to be or is it something that's probably just going to evolve as the stories are being written it's probably going to evolve as the stories are written, but I can tell you there are already spinoffs happening. <laughs> okay. Um, there is going to be a motorcycle spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of get s- some of those characters in Seeking Snowfalls by Jen DeYoung. Okay. Um, because in Emerging, we bring some of her characters in. Okay. Awesome. And then I had this question farther down, but I'm going to ask it now since we're talking about Jen. Um, So this book is co-written, or the next book in the series, Emerging from the Dark, is co-written with Jen D. Young. Was it different writing a book with a co-writer? Was it easier or harder to write the new normal books? And do you see yourself co-writing a lot of books again in the future? It was different, but it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it was actually pretty easy because our styles kind of meshed together. Um, and yeah, we're going to be co-writing a lot of books in the future. Awesome. Do you plan on co-writing with other authors or just sticking with co-writing with Jen? Probably just with Jen for now. Awesome. So... In this story, this question is going to be a tiny bit of a spoiler, but 
this particular question talks about her becoming a shifter in the middle of the book. And I know in some books, they make a big deal about their mate being human and that they should change them. However, that's not really the case here. They all seem to happily accept their human mate and we're not really planning on changing her or at least having that conversation for a while until she's attacked. Was this different something you meant to make or was it important to the storyline for her to be changed? Um, It is just something that I meant to have happen after the attack from the rogue werewolf. Mm -hmm. Um, To be completely honest with you, I was in a dark place at the time that I wrote that chapter. And that was actually supposed to be the end of the book. Okay. Where Becca actually passes away and she doesn't turn into a shifter. But I came back after a little while and brought her back. So... Wow, that's that's a big change from a story that does not have a happy ending to the story that you ended up putting out. Um, do you mind telling me a little bit about why you changed your mind and went back to it and ended up re- not necessarily changing the ending, but adding almost a whole second book to the story? Yeah, when I finished writing it, um, we had just learned that my mom had kidney cancer. So I put it aside for a while and could, I didn't really want to write while we were dealing with that. Mm-hmm. It was almost a year later before I picked it up again because um, I was looking into some of my works in progress and started rereading it because I hadn't really thought about publishing it the way that it was right then. And when I finished it, I was like, no, this isn't how it's supposed to end. She needs to come back. And that's kind of how that happens. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. About halfway through the book, you introduce non-shifter supernatural creatures, vampires, fae, witches. Why did you wait so long to introduce them? And why did you feel it was important to the storyline to include the rest of the supernatural world instead of just having a world with humans and shifters? The first half of the book is Becca getting to know her guys and them just learning about, about each other. The second half is where the world kind of intercedes and they have to learn, you know, it's not just going to be always them. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I believe like if there's going to be werewolves, there's gotta be something else out there too. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got to the point where I was introducing more things into the world. Awesome. The main villain during the second half of the books are essentially werewolf or shifter hunters. Why did you decide to include this conflict in your story? Needed a bad guy and the bad guys are always the hunters. Mm. And with the little twist with Felicity, I thought it was kind of perfect because it helps build the world. Mm -hmm. Definitely. In many supernatural stories, you see a separation between types of shifters. Why did you create kind of a hodgepodge group um, within her own pack? This kind of goes back to me always being on the outside 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're all misfits. So they kind of bonded together and made their own family. Yeah. What was the most fun thing to write about this story? I love Cody. <laughs> Cody was probably my favorite part of this whole book. Mm-hmm. It's just writing all the silly things that he does. Um, my last question is, what can you tell us about Emerging from the Dark? So when I, uh, my plan is to have this episode released pretty much the day that that book comes out. So if you would like to share anything about Emerging from the Dark, um, go ahead. Sure. Um, Emerging from the Dark is Felicity's story. Um, she has to learn that she's not a puppet, that she can be her own person. And when she learns to do that, she can finally be happy. But some bumps and things happen along the way. Awesome. I'm super excited to read it. So I'm, I'm just excited that the story is continuing because the first one was so good. And Felicity is such an interesting character. So I think getting to dive deeper into her is going to be amazing. Oh, well, I hope you like it. <laughs> So I want to switch gears a little and talk about the Ghost Dead series. So this story is very different from the Shrouded in the Dark series. I think, at least for me personally, it's a lot lighter and faster paced and the books are shorter, obviously. So what inspired you to create this story? I had a dream (laughs) and it kind of just went from there. (laughs) All the best books come from dreams, don't they? Yes. Was it, were you always planning on making it a four book series? No, it was supposed to stop at three, but where I stopped three, I was like, no, I gotta (laughs) make a fourth one. (laughs) That is fair. Yeah, that would have been a horrible place to finish a whole series. Yeah. um, I'm always like, wahahaha the characters and then when I actually do it I'm like oh crap I can't do that (laughs) so in this story we have a main character who is as her family has dubbed her a ghost dud so she comes from a family with magic but she has no real magic besides seeing ghosts um what kind of thought process went into creating her as a main character and kind of starting the book in a place where um, she's already has a relationship with one of the men that's just starting to move forward into a romantic relationship, allowing us to kind of hit the ground running with everything. Well, you kind of explain it right there. Um, (laughs) She was just Vicky, I enjoyed writing her because she has to struggle with things within her family, but that doesn't stop her. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted someone that had flaws, but was also kick-ass. Yeah. And I thought Vicky kind of did that because she's not afraid 
to jump into a fight, but she's also not stupid enough to get in the middle of something she can't handle herself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Why did you decide to create a magical law enforcement agency in the story? It sounded like a lot of fun. (laughs) And I needed a detective. A human detective really wouldn't be the kind of mate that Vicky needed. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Was there any, did you have any trouble kind of creating this law enforcement agency or did you have a pretty solid idea of how you wanted them to function going into the story? It was pretty solid. Um, Just, it came easily, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the way to explain it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So in a lot of supernatural fiction, supernatural creatures are separated almost in factions, not really getting along or having to put serious work into getting along. Um, There are some with intermingled reverse harems, but a lot of those kind of have the intermingled reverse harems strictly with different types of shifters, not necessarily different species altogether. Why did you decide to, in this story, have all of the supernatural creatures really just like working together and mingling a lot and having a harem with different types of creatures, not just different types of shifters? Um, You know, because it fit the story at the time. And Vicky is one that she doesn't care about that kind of thing. So it never really seemed to be an issue when writing the book. Awesome. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the Talonsville charity series. Um, Knight's Talon is listed as the first book of the Secrets of Talonville series. However, it's currently the only book in the series. Do you plan on writing more books or leaving it at just one? I do plan on writing more books. Um, Each book will benefit a charity when it's written. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the first chapter of the second book written and in an anthology right now that's coming out in two weeks that benefits domestic violence okay um but it's these books will be standalone like the dark universe okay series. awesome so what inspired you to write night's talent i have five dogs Oh, so many. (laughs) Yeah. I love animals. Mm -hmm. They're probably, my dogs really are the only things that got me through this past year with my mom and her cancer diagnosis, getting COVID, et cetera. Um, And one of my favorite um animal charities was struggling at the time when I wrote this book so I was like you know what little bit helps so 50% of the proceeds of this will go there and that's how it happened awesome yeah I mean it's a great story and 
the little corgi is just the cutest thing ever. So <laughs> yeah, uh, the little corgi uh, Snooky is inspired by my corgi Zevran. Oh, how cute. So like the stuff that she does, he does. So in this story, we have a heroine who is kind of running away from something in her past. However, for a good majority of the book, it's like you kind of only hint at it. Um, It really isn't until maybe the last 30 pages or so that we really get in depth into that background story. Why did you decide to spend more time on her in the present and only with small flashbacks of the past and how it affects her anxiety today rather than bringing the stalker in as more of a presence in the story? Um, Because I wanted it to be mostly focused on her and the guys Mm -hmm. and how their relationship, even though they just met, kind of builds. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want it to be too dark. And that's where it would have gone if I had. Yeah, fair. In this book, we get introduced to different types of supernatural creatures. Is there a reason why you decided to make the leprechauns their own faction um, with their own leader instead of including them in the fae like other paranormal fiction stories tend to do? Because I have plans on the leprechauns. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to move on to my bonus question. Some of these reference the other books that you have written um, and the books that we've talked about already. So the first question is, what is the hardest part of creating paranormal worlds or paranormal creatures in a real world setting? Not writing down specifics. (laughs) That's probably the hardest part. And I'm really bad about that. So if I forget something, I have to go back through the book to find out what I wrote. Mm -hmm. Each book seems to have different rules and different descriptions for creatures. Was it hard to create three different series with three different paranormal settings? Not really. It was more fun. (laughs) I don't want everything to be the same all the time. Mm -hmm. so you wrote two books as part of a compilation series one for the silver skates and one for silver spring library which are both part of the overarching silver springs universe which at this point i think consists of about 65 books across five related series was it hard to write books for a series with already established paranormal rules and its own established paranormal world yes um just because most of it was pretty disorganized Mm -hmm. but um once you get started in it and it was organized it was a lot easier but Mm -hmm. at first it was not easy how many of the books did you actually have to read in order to get a handle on the paranormal world? Um, I read all the books in the first series. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was about it. 
I, I've found that writing does not leave me a lot of time to read anymore. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that makes sense. So what got you interested in writing reverse harem novels? All of the stories we've talked about so far have been reverse harems. I actually didn't get introduced to reverse harem until about beginning of 2019. I always read male, female because I didn't know reverse harem existed. I ran into a book that mentioned reverse harem and I started looking up reverse harems, reading the books and like, I love this. (laughs) <laughs> I always hated the whole why choose thing like yeah because I'm a big believer in your heart can love multiple people you know mm-hmm. um so found the why choose community and I never wanted to leave again <laughs> that is totally fair um in both the Ghost Stud series and the Dark Universe series, you decide to create relationships between the men in the harem. Why did you choose to do this? And was it important to the storylines? It is important to the storylines. I chose to do this because I believe that it's not always about the woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And bonds can form between others just as strong So it's not fair to leave those bonds out of the story when they would just add to it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Why did you decide to actually have them in full on relationships with each other instead of, you know, there are some other books that I've read where they have like brotherly type bonds between the men in the group, because, you know, when you spend that much time together, people tend to bond, like they're going to obviously get to know each other better. And They form like a family unit. But in your stories, you specifically have your men in romantic relationships as well. Um, Is that for the same reason or was there some specific reason why you chose to go that route instead of having them bond in like a brotherly type way? Honestly, if I tried to have them brotherly, it would just feel fake. Okay. Yeah. What is the first story you ever wrote that was either published or unpublished? Uh, the full, full first book that I ever wrote was Ghost Revelations. Oh, awesome. What inspired you to start writing? I loved writing when I was a kid. It's all I ever did in high school and in middle school. Mm-hmm. Then we graduate and find out, hey, you got to start work and be an adult. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 2019 when I was just like, you know what? I'm done doing what everybody says you have to do. I'm going to do this. And I wrote my book. And I published it and people actually liked it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing it until people say they hate it. (laughs) Fair enough. So I think you kind of sort of answered this question with the last one, but have you always wanted to be a writer? Yes, most definitely. And uh, due to some 
issues at my daytime job. Come Wednesday the 29th, I'm going to be a full-time writer. That is very exciting. Yeah. I'm kind of terrified. <laughs> I can I can understand being terrified for that, but on the one hand it's like terrifying, but it's also really exciting because you're fine you're going to get to do what you want to do and so hopefully everything works out well. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So this this question is kind of a mean trick question. So if you can't answer it, that's okay. But who is your favorite character that you have ever written and why? Don't tell them, but Becca. <laughs> um, well, actually, okay. I'm, Becca is second. My first one is Cody. Um, okay. The why? Because Cody is just so relatable. Um, he's adorable, but he still has a past like a lot of us do mm-hmm. and he manages to function even though he has such a tragic past yeah definitely so the next question is definitely a harder question <laughs> so feel free to not answer it if you can't think of an answer but who is your favorite character that you have not written um that I have not written mm-hmm. is probably going to be my main character, Angie, from a short novella that I'm going to be writing next year with Gargoyles. Awesome. That's exciting. Gargoyles. I love books with, I love Gargoyles. I think they're really cool. And it's not something you see very often um, in the paranormal romance books. So that sounds exciting. Yeah. One more question along the same lines is who is your favorite character written by any author in any book of all time? Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) It's a horrible question and most people don't actually have answers for it, but just in case Uh, you do have an answer. I'm going to be the same as them. I don't have an answer just because there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. So the very last question that I have for you today is what was the hardest thing to write about in your books? You know, people don't realize this, but action scenes are probably the hardest thing to write. Mm -hmm. And they drive me absolutely bonkers because I can see it happening. But to describe it accurately is so painstakingly annoying. (laughs) Yeah, so if you re- when you read those action scenes, odds are that author probably hated writing it. <laughs> Good to know. I will keep that in mind. All right, so that's really all the questions that I have for you today. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for, for interviewing um, and t- setting your time aside to speak with me. Well, that's it for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to read the series we discussed today, the Dark Shifters Universe series or the Ghost Dud series, her books are available on Amazon and Amazon Unlimited. 
If you are looking for other books written by Aspen Black, please check out Emerging from the Dark, the second book in the Dark Shifters series, which was released Friday, October 8, 2021. There are supplementary articles related to some of the episodes I have released available on my website, NovelCulturePodcast.com, along with a weekly book review, which are also posted on my TikTok and linked to all my social pages. We are also on Instagram at Novel Culture Podcast, Twitter at Novel Culture Pod, and TikTok at Novel Culture Podcast. I also have an official Facebook page under Desiree Rose, where I also post updates about episodes and materials that go up on my website. Just search for Desiree Rose Author. I would love to hear from you on social media. Leave a comment about what you liked, what you disliked, and what I got wrong, or just send me some love. I would also love to hear suggestions for future seasons. Season three will be filled with listener-suggested books. If you are listening on Apple Podcast or on a platform that supports reviews and liked the show, please leave us a review. This makes it easier for other people to find the podcast and start listening. I hope you join us next time for my interview with Carly Marie, author of the Undisclosed series, Finding Home series, and the Johnson Family Rules series.